This is your NFL Insider Report on the Zone Sports Network. Now, joining the big show from Locked On NFL, Matt Williamson on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network. Host of the Williamson and Peacock Show. He joins us each and every week. He's Matt Williamson on to talk a little NFL football. What's going on, Matt? What's up? How you guys doing? Man, we're we're doing great, and uh, we're coming uh, coming off what I thought has been the best weekend of NFL football that we've seen yet. So many great games. Oh, there absolutely were. I mean, it ended it with a okay one, but then that Sunday nighter with overtime, Murray versus Wilson, and two undefeated teams going at it. So I feel like the league's really hitting its stride right now. Matt, what do you think of a, a, a situation like Seattle losing a game at this point in the season? Does it really mean anything? Uh, you know, I know they have divisional races and whatnot, but it's no big deal, is it? I hear what you're saying, and I think this year it's less of a big deal than ever, even though that division's ridiculously competitive. But, you know, my thoughts are, you know, when you answer, when you ask me that, my thoughts are, well, of course it matters. And then I'm thinking, well, if there's no no one really in the stands or there isn't a massive home field advantage for the playoffs, is it that big a deal if you host a game or if you go to San Francisco or you're in Green Bay? I mean, not as big a deal as it used to be. And being on the road isn't as big a disadvantage. And like you said, or well, kind of like you implied, Seattle's going to the playoffs either way. You know, we know that. They lost a game to a team that's, you know, spunky and playing hard. Okay, that happens in this league. It's not that big a deal. You're right. Matt, I want to talk about the Steelers, a team you know well. They made a, a statement over the weekend beating the Titans. They're still undefeated, 6-0. and And I know that game was maybe a little closer than it needed to be. But the Steelers are, are really, really good. Do we give Mike Tomlin enough credit for as good a coach as he is? I tend to think no. I mean, I really think that his body of work – is incredibly impressive. I mean, he's a Super Bowl champion. They are competitive every year. Maybe the most impressive thing, I think this is 13th season. I'm almost positive. They've never had a losing season. You know, even last year without the Hall of Fame quarterback, they still went 8-8. Eight and eight. I mean, he's never had a losing season in this league. And here's a crazy stat that I just happened to hear yesterday, that on average, he finishes one6 place in his division you know not quite first not quite second that's the best divisional record on average for a head coach since John Madden and only three guys in the history including Vince Lombardi are better finishing in their division than Tomlin over his career it's it's pretty remarkable hmm. a lot of people Matt have been sort of keeping an eye on both the Bucks and the Patriots because of what Tom Brady did and comparing the two, uh, what do you think of the Bucks at this point under Brady's leadership? Uh, are you a believer there, and uh, what do you make of what's going on in New England? Yeah, I'm very much a believer in Tampa. Uh, you mentioned the Steelers. I think Pittsburgh and Tampa Bay are the most complete teams in the league. I think they have the two best defenses. I think Brady's starting to really feel comfortable in the new environment, hitting his stride, making it his team throwing with confidence and precision. They have a lot of weapons. Guys are getting healthy. Antonio Brown's coming back to the mix. And who knows how that influences things, but I'm sure he can still play. 
No, I think they're a big-time contender and, at worst, a top-five type of team. As for New England, I'm sure it would be better if Brady were there. There's no doubt about that. And by no means am I do I think this is a blemish on Belichick's career. But you lose your starting quarterback. You have a lot of guys opting out. They haven't drafted well lately. They always pick at the at the end of the round. I, I don't mean to cause waves by saying this, but I think they're one of the least talented rosters in the entire league. And I did a power ranks the other day. I have them at 26. I mean, I think they're a bad football team. You mentioned Antonio Brown. I want to ask you about him a little bit. I'm not sure um, if you've covered him directly or how familiar you are with him, but uh, do you think sure. he can uh, keep the train on the tracks long enough to make a difference there? Uh, he's a volatile human being, to say the least. I mean, that's being as kind as I possibly can. But I also think, well, I know he loves playing football, and he's one of the hardest-working guys in the league, and I think football is extremely important to him. And why I say that is I think he has to realize that this is his absolute last chance. You know, we haven't seen – any craziness or outlandish posts on social media. I think at a minimum, he'll be a good boy this year. Listen to Brady, understand that culture, and then get another chance somewhere else. I mean, if he blows this, he's never going to play again. Matt, will you explain to me the NFC East? I mean, how how can that many teams be that bad at the same time? Yeah, it's really remarkable. I mean, the Giants and Washington have proven to be two of the worst organizations top to bottom really over the last decade plus. So they're pretty much bad every year. The Eagles have had a lot of bad luck with injuries, but I also think it might surprise people that since they won the Super Bowl – just a couple years back, they have a losing record overall. So it's not like they've been this, you know, powerhouse for years, you know, since then. I mean, things have gone off the rails pretty quickly there, and they have their share of issues. I still think they are clearly the odds-on favorites to win that division, but, you know, seven wins probably wins it. And Dallas is just a disaster. I mean, I think that they're going to look back at that coaching hire and regret it. And the offensive line is totally in shambles. Now you're in your third quarterback. Um, The defense is amongst the worst in the league. And we knew the defense would be bad, but it has no business being as bad as it is. But by far, people don't talk about this enough. By far, the biggest problem that has hurt Dallas this year, besides Dak being hurt, of course, is they have the worst, by a very wide margin, turnover differential. I mean, they just give the ball to the other team time and time again and create no big plays on defense. I mean, uh, I think there's six or seven turnovers worse than the 31st team in the league. Matt, I want to ask you about the Dolphins turning the page and and going with with Tua. And maybe the answer to my question is is interest, because I I don't think I've ever asked you a Dolphins question. But, I mean, (laughs) the the timing of it feels weird to me. I get it that they've got a bye week and that he got a little time in the last game. But I don't know if I'd want my uh, injury-prone rookie starting quarterback to have his first game against Aaron Donald. No, I hear what you're saying. I mean, that makes a lot of sense. And his line in front of him isn't good. 
My hunch is this was somewhat scripted, maybe even going back to draft day that, you know, this is a good time to do it. You'll give him two weeks' worth of reps with the ones. Uh, he's he's obviously healthy, or they wouldn't do this. Wouldn't be a conversation. They're not worried about that part of it. Um, and, and Fitzpatrick's playing well. That's the thing. Is are they a contender? Not really, but they have a chance to go to the playoffs. They're at five hundred. The thing we don't know, though, and and I say this because I've been in organizations that if all those players are sitting there at practice and say, hey, the kid's better than the, than the old guy. we got to get him in there. Like, I know the Ravens players a year or two ago looked at Flacco and said, I know you're doing okay, but the, other, but the kid is better. we got to get him in the game. Then you got to get him in the game. Matt, if I, okay, getting back to my original question to you, I guess it's sort of related. But if I gave you the first-place team in every division, both in the AFC and NFC, Versus the field, a team that will come out of that, either group to win the Super Bowl this year, which way would you lean? Mm, good question. I mean, first of all, the eight to mind that, you know, the Steelers are in first place, but Baltimore is a huge contender and easily could win the Super Bowl this year. And there really probably only is six or seven teams that I think have a chance to win the Super Bowl. So, of course, I would take the the division leaders, but that leaves Baltimore out. That leaves the Saints out. The Saints are a really good team. Um, You know, I'm looking at the West. I think the Niners and Rams conceivably could win the Super Bowl, but I think Seattle's got a slightly better chance than they do. So I'll definitely take the division leaders, but there's some good teams that are going to be wild cards without question, really good teams, contenders. Matt, we appreciate you dropping by as always. Thank you very much. Awesome. Thanks so much. I appreciate it. Thank you, Matt. Matt Williamson, uh, he's a former NFL scout. He works for the Steelers National Radio. He works for ProFootballNetwork.com. And, of course, uh, Locked On NFL Podcasts. He, he's all over the place. Gordo, and he jumps on with us um, each and every Tuesday. And I, I think this is a really interesting NFL season. I know you think yeah. the Chiefs are going to run away with it, but I, I don't know. I didn't say that. Uh, I liked what your question about the Steelers and Mike Tomlin. I mean, that franchise, a couple things about that franchise. The, through the years, they've done it <laughs> more than their fair share of winning. Second of all, did you know that the Steelers have more female fans per capita than any other team? I had no idea. Well, either way, they're really good, and uh, I agree with you. I think Tomlin... <laughs> He, he, you know, it's funny for a guy who's won as much as he has. He's he, he takes heat, man. I, I'm really surprised because you'd think a guy with that kind of track record really would uh, get the benefit of the doubt on nearly all situations. I mean, you, you look at last year where they lose Big Ben and they're banged up and they've got some drama and and all this, and they maybe don't play as well as you think. But then they get their their people back. They they replace some others, and and man, they're they're back to being one of the top two three teams in the league. I I think he deserves an unbelievable amount of credit. And Big Ben gets gets a lot of credit too. But you know they were getting blasted for uh, the Le'Veon Bell thing and moving off that, mm-hmm. and Antonio Brown and moving off that. But they're a no nonsense type of organization where nobody's above the team. They've got a strong leader in Tomlin. 
and they've got a, a you remember Big Ben was getting blasted there for a minute about his leadership style and it's like you know calm down they've got a recipe that works and when somebody stops fitting in to to how they do things they have no problem moving on and finding the next thing it's 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 really remarkable. They're they're a model of the success of stability, I think. When did Chuck Noll get that job? Holy cow. 60 late 60s? Uh was it that early? Well, considering their four Super Bowls came in the early to mid 70s, I'm guessing mm. it was before that, right? So, I mean, they've had in your in your lifetime, Gordon, certainly in my lifetime, they've only had three head coaches. Might even be p- pretty close to your 1969 lifetime. 1969 at 37 years old. 1969. Wow. I mean, that's to have only three head coaches. Think about that. Three head mm-hmm. coaches since 1969. Yeah. I mean, that's, that, that that's amazing. picking your coach, backing them, and and having confidence that you picked the right one. Did you Remind realize their, their first choice for that and he turned it down was Joe Paterno? Wow, really? And he said no, so then they went to Chuck. That was a hey. If you're Chuck Knoll, I bet you're like, well, well, sucks for you ducking that one, Joe, but I'm going to go on and become a legend. Thank you very much. Yeah. Who was the coach in between Knoll uh, and Tom? Uh, Bill Cower. He was oh, there for Bill like Cower. 15 yeah. years and That's won right. a Super Bowl. That's right. Bill Cower. He went to another with uh, who was the quarterback that, that then moved on to go to the Jets? Neil O'Donnell. That's Remember the that? They lost <laughs> to the Cowboys <laughs> yeah, big. Yeah. They had uh, Neil O'Donnell, and uh, that was when. What's his name? Was Slash Cordell Stewart was playing receiver and not quarterback. Merrill Hodge, I think, was on that team. Yep. That was a really good team. Have you ever been to Pittsburgh? I haven't. It, no. It's 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 you know when, what do you think of when you think of Pittsburgh? The Steel City, man. Yeah, it's a it's a beautiful town, man. It's uh, it's got a pretty skyline. It's a nice place, and that stadium is pretty cool. It's quite yellow or gold, however you want to. Describe it. I think the Steelers are their their color is yellow, not gold, right? So it's probably well, yellow. Whatever. It's quite yellow. It's quite yellow. Very, that was uh, funny. Very yellow. Wasn't was, uh, wasn't that the stadium used in uh, in that Batman movie? Yeah, the the disappointing mm-hmm. one. Yeah. No. Uh, that also, was by far the worst in that trilogy. The, the last you, one. The last one, yeah, like by far. I mean, you know, you go into that and you're like, God, this. What's is... that guy's name? Is it Tom Hardy, who played Bane? Yeah. Uh huh. Do you like him as an actor? Yeah, he's terrific. That's like his worst role. You know what is interesting about him? Christopher Nolan thinks he is such an incredible actor that he covers his face up in his movies. Remember Dunkirk? Yeah. He just did Dunkirk, and he was the pilot that was going down. Uh Uh-huh. And he had that face mask right. over. And they asked Nolan, why are you always in the Bane with the, the, the face mask? And he said, Tom Hardy acts better with his eyes than the rest of his body. Hmm. So he only shows his eyes. He's really good what at Peaky Blinders, what, if you've ever seen that show. Peaky and Mad Blinders. Max. Yeah. Fairy Road. Mm-hmm. What do you think of his uh, his role in uh, Warrior? Great. That's a good movie, yeah. But what? All right. Uh, let me wrap it up by asking you this question, Austin. Are you a believer in your team yet? Well, like I was saying yesterday, I'm a much bigger believer today in Ryan Tannehill than I ever was. But that was because I believed in him not at all. Zero. And now suddenly I'm looking, I'm going, okay, with Derrick Henry and his improvement that he's put in, he's done, he's doing okay. And you know what Eric Weddle said last week about Ryan Tannehill on the, the NFL Hour with Hanson Scotty? He sucked, was his exact quote about Ryan Tannehill. And now he doesn't suck. He's got he's a good, good team. He's got a really good team around him, too, and they were patient with him. There's an example of how if you do show some patience and let somebody develop that they might be able to become pretty good. But he's surrounded by a good team. Well, when they paid him, they took a gamble. 
and on giving him that four-year deal. I like Vrabel. He's he I is like so Vrabel. smart. Yeah, he's he's so sly in how he understands the rules and how he can manipulate the the clock with penalties and timeouts and things like that to their advantage. You saw it last year in the playoffs against the Patriots that won me that incriminating audio bet over Gordon. Uh, but then he just did it last week or two weeks ago. He they took a two delay of games and a false start. Uh, in between there because you can't take delay a game in between back to back he's very very sly and coy they just need better special teams and then i'll be on board who you maybe maybe the, maybe the kicker will come around uh it, you know the weird thing about them at being five and one they've given up 188 no they've scored 188 points and they've given up 153 so that's Kind of a slim margin for a team that's five and one. Yep, and that's those close games come down to what? Kickers. <laughs> well, hence they lost last week. He made some good field goals uh, with his former team. Yeah, when he was not sixty-two years old. How old is he? He's got to be close to forty now. Because it was Vinatieri for seventy years in New England, and then they got Goskowski for another forty years after that. So. At what point does a kicker start going downhill? Well, Morton Anderson was like 58 when, That's he, finally, right. when he finally gave <laughs> it up. Steven Goskowski is 36. He'll be 37 before the Super Bowl. He's got a good four years left in him. Maybe oh, 10. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you no, don't he's, do much. He's been weird. He's been weirdly inconsistent. Yeah. He's been kind of terrible. Um, all right, well, uh, getting a breakdown on the NFL. Uh, coming up, do you have a, a game you've got your eye on for the, the survivor pool this week, Gordon? No, I haven't. Uh, I haven't dialed in on that yet because the farther we get along in this whole thing, the, the you know my my choices get slimmer and slimmer, as uh, you know, as a part of the rules of the game. So I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to have to. Uh, I'm going to have to think this through real good. Did you, Jake? I know before you give us your pick for Survivor Pool three days early. I, I'm not. I'm, <laughs> I'm considering several games. Trevor Lawrence said today he may not be leaving for the NFL after this season. I wouldn't want to play for the Jets either. <laughs> that's exactly that's what went through my mind. <laughs> I wouldn't yeah, want to play for second. the Jets either. Be like, oh, I, no, this I, is career suicide. <laughs> but I got news for you. You're going to a crappy team. You're going to a crappy well, team. there's crappy, and, and then there's the Jets. And there's the Jets, who have, uh, haven't been good in uh, decades. And a, a coach that is not only a buffoon, but seems to be like a completely <laughs> unlikable buffoon. Do you see he seeded play calling last week? Yeah. As the head coach. Not only is he a moron, but you're really going to hate this guy. That's like, right. Like, if I'm going to play for a moron, make it be somebody lovable. Yes, please. <laughs> At least make it somebody I like. Um, you know, you know it's, uh, not to interrupt or change the subject of the Jets, but it's just kind of depressing for our good friend Kevin Graham. I can't think about the Jets without feeling sorry Oh, he's given up on the but, team, didn't you know? I know. I think he's leaning toward the Steelers again now, isn't he? But, uh, you know, I said the uh, the margin between points for and points against uh, with the, the Titans was rather slim. I noticed that the Bills, who are leading the, the AFC East at 5-2, and two, have scored 174 points. The problem is that they've allowed 178. Rough. And they're still 5-2. and two. Okay, wow. so here are here are the worst teams in the league, all right? Uh, it, it, tell me if there's one that you wouldn't rather play for than the Jets, all right? <laughs> okay. Okay, the Falcons, one and six. 
Way uh, rather play for the Falcons. Yeah, probably. Way rather play for Look, the Falcons. Just based on the ownership alone. Yeah. Alone, yes. The Giants, I'm not going to really throw out there because they drafted a quarterback last year. They, I don't know if they trade Daniel Jones if they got the number one pick. For but Trevor Lawrence? I'd still rather play for the Giants than I would the Jets. Yes. Yeah, I think so. The Jags. Hmm. I like yeah. their owner's weird, that that con guy, but I think he's willing to spend money where it needs to be spent. I think so too. Give you good facilities, and you've got a good fan base and a place to live. Right, and they built a pretty decent team, Sands quarterback, just a couple of years ago, and so maybe they could do that again. And, and they've shown more of a uh, like an ability to build around a quarterback than the Jets, certainly, Although in my you, opinion. You'll have to play in London once a year at least. No, nah, whatever. I'll go over and see but Mary Old still England. better than the Jets. And, uh, I, you know, living in sunny Florida during the winter doesn't yep. sound terrible. Uh, Houston at 1-6. and six. Gordon, although I don't know if they draft Trevor Lawrence because Deshaun Watson's pretty good, but uh, I'd rather certainly rather play there. Minnesota, rather play there. They've got more weapons and a better defense, better yeah. organization. And a coach who can spell football. And then uh, the other 1-5 and five team is the Bengals, but I don't think they draft Trevor Lawrence even if Joe they got Burrow. the number one pick. Yeah, because they've got Joe Burrow and they love him there. So, I mean, yeah. I'd think about it if I were Trevor Lawrence. It's not taking the chance of delaying your uh, your dream for another year and forfeiting the money for a year. And the thing about that is it's not just the rookie deal. It's not just the first year. It's uh, you delay getting that big, big payday later on. Okay, I hear you, but if it me between that and washing out of the league because I, I got drafted by a <laughs> horrendous franchise, you know, I might have to I might have to balance that a little bit. Hmm. But what's uh, while we're on this topic, what quarterback comes to mind as being the best quarterback to play for lousy teams? Oh, it's uh, is, would is it, it be Archie Manning? Yeah, that's the one everybody always says. It's probably the answer. He played for the Saints forever, right? Yeah, back when. Yeah. In modern yeah. football, I might say Matt Stafford because he's yeah. not—he's not incredible, but his team manages to suck every year, even though he's decent. What's the stat I saw? I heard the other day they said that the Lions haven't won a playoff game for like sixty-eight years or something like that. Wow! I didn't Could that possibly? I thought I heard that. Unless they, that's true. Unless they won one with Wayne Fonts in the '90s with Barry Sanders. The last time the Lions won a playoff game was a uh, 1957 game against the Dallas Cowboys. That can't be right. That's what I heard. No, 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 no. They won one in 1991. I swear they I, did. I thought Wayne against Fonts, Washington. I thought Wayne Fonts got one with Barry Sanders. Because wasn't that the always the thing with Barry? He's only got one playoff win. You know what? Oh. I misread it. It says right here, 1991. They won one playoff game uh, against the against Washington. Yeah. Before that, it was 1957. So, so, so twice. One playoff, one playoff game in 63 years. Yep. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> That no wonder Barry the, Sanders that's a, retired. That's the definition of futility right there. It might even be more than, oh, no, you're right, 63. Hmm. All right, we'll have more coming up straight ahead. It is the Big Show 97.5 and 1280 at The Zone.